Hello and welcome to the Watford Jazz Junction podcast. I'm Chris, Mus Newstead. And today we're aboard our Polar Jazz Express. So, time to get jiggy, jingly and jazzy. Hello, ho, 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 and welcome to this very special festive holiday edition of the Watford Jazz Junction podcast. And obviously, before we get underway, I want formally to apologise for saying jazzy in the introduction. My bad. So, my guests today have already boarded the Polar Jazz Express, so come jump on board too, and let's get rolling through the snow-capped highlands of Watford, and take a little trip to a place I call Jasmus. For which I should also like to apologise. All aboard! Well, you join us as we've just finished eating our enormous Christmas lunch, and we're now sitting together in the Cab Cabaret Lounge reflecting on the world. It was a fine lunch, by the way, and the Count based the turkey restaurant car. It was either Burfellington or Thelonious Monkfish, followed by copious slices of jelly Arctic Roll Morton for pudding. Okay, let's meet the festive lunch gang. Sitting there, upon a lovely velvet chaise long, unwrapping a gift, it's only Camilla George. Hello, Camilla. Hello. There, hanging a bauble upon the 18-foot-high environmentally sourced tree is my sister, Lottie. Hello, Lottie. Woohoo, hello. And standing there beside our roaring digital fireplace with a glass of nog, it's only Ben Castle. Hi, Ben. Sorry, sorry, got a bit stuck in my throat. Hello. And look, who's there atop the tree with magic wand and a sprinkling of glittery prog rock snow? Yes, it's my brother Jim. Hello, Jim. Hello, hello, hello. Now, how is everyone? Did you all enjoy your virtual lunch? Marvellous. Virtually. So all of my exciting guests have been given a magical box of delights. And, magical guests, you may now open them. Hurrah! All in one go. go. All in one go. Well, yeah, do what you like with it, but you need to get in there. Now, most importantly, atop the box, you'll find a Christmas cracker. However, it is not what you would describe as a traditional cracker. It's flat pack. It's 2D. So, whilst we chat, your primary job for now is to make your cracker complete with hat, prize, and crackery noise thing. Bonus points if you can work out how it works. It took me half an hour to make that. <laughs> uh, exhibit A for the listener, a very poorly constructed cracker. Yeah, I'm not sure there's enough time in the world for me to work out how to do this. Might be beyond me. I might have failed at the first hurdle. No, you see, yeah, Camilla's already failing. So is Ben. Every, I, I, you're rolling it the wrong way. You have to roll it lengthways. Ah! I just picked, I just picked it up. How, how could that be failing? Just the, just the general attitude, Ben. There we go. <laughs> well done, Melly. See, that's what I'm looking for. What? So what do we Whoa. do? No, Lottie, you're doing it the wrong way. Other way. It's lengthways. Oh. You roll it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you see. I'm glad I'm not alone. But it's... Okay. But hang on. No, no, no. Sorry, I'm still... I don't get it. Because my pulley my... thing isn't yes. as long you... as my... But it never is. No, because don't forget a cracker contracts, doesn't it? Oh, no. I think I've broken it. Oh, oh, I've broken mine as well. Oh. It, was all, it was all going so well. This is great radio. 20 minutes later, we, we rejoin our, my podcast guests. Have they constructed the most magical crackers you could imagine? Can somebody else hold this end while I tie the... I'm tie just going to hold it. Is that all right? Oh, whilst they, they solve their cracker problems, right, um, you'll realise that the Polar Express is, of course, a magical and wondrous coal train. And behind our giant tree is a giant fantasy stage. And would you believe it, we have a fantastic fantasy musical director. But who can it be? 
Hello everybody, this is Rachel Atto. Uh, happy holidays everybody, and welcome to the Cab Cabaret Car. And who's going to join us on stage for this wonderful event? Oh, thank you, Ray. And I notice you've got all your giants on stage with you. Very hip. So, Camilla, we have a fantasy opportunity. Who would you like to see first here on the stage with Ray on our holiday stage of delight? And don't forget, it can be anyone from any point in jazz history. Kenny Garrett. Wow, it's a nice start. Oh, we like Kenny Garrett very much. He'll get the crowd going. It's an excellent choice. Lottie. Well, now, as you know, I'm not a jazz musician, so I'm going to fail you on this front. But I did think it would be fun to bring in Eric Satie. He's just a crazy, larger-than-life character, completely eccentric and, and slightly mad. And, uh, he used to play in nightclubs and cabarets and cafes uh, all the time. We'll have him. Satie is on board. Who knew he was such a, an out-there guy? He falls out with everybody, so he'll cause havoc. But I think he'll be fun for the first hour or two. We're looking for chaos. We've got to test Ray out. Jim? Yes. Who are you adding? Oh, I've got several different options. Um, I'll go through them all. I've thought, uh, oh, first God. of all, of uh, Peter Archangel Gabriel, possibly. Uh, See what you did there. Johnny Bleakwood Minter. Uh, Carol Kay. Most recorded bass player in history, I think. Trivia geek. Buddy Holly. Uh, actually, what I went for in the end was Ringo Starr on top of the Christmas tree. Ooh, now that's an excellent choice. It's fantastic. So we've got a saxophone player, an all-round eccentric on the keys. We've got a drummer. Ben, who who would you like to bring to this stage of delight? Well, I was thinking um, that maybe we should have a Christmas tree of players. So I was thinking Buddy Golden. Good. Frankincense Sinatra. Oh. And Dudley Murr. (laughs) (laughs) Kudos. Kudos to the effort. (laughs) This is is very impressive. I'm loving our band. um, And they will make a lovely cacophony of noise. And you know what I'm doing? I'm going to put Sammy Davis Jr. out front of the whole thing. So there's a focal point for a bit of dancing. Because Mm. it's it's a fantasy band. Why not? Before any more ado, we do have festive gifts aplenty for our listeners today. Hidden. Inside are aforementioned hand put together crackers. <laughs> I don't don't look you should all look ashamed. So who should like to pull their own cracker first? Camilla, you look you look the most prepared. Mine is not I mean it doesn't bang, but okay, well there we go. Well, sort of banged. Right, what what's in your cracker? We need to know. One lucky listener will win some jazz swag, including a t-shirt from Watford Jazz Junction and music. Ooh. And it says Yuzu. Do they do they get a kazoo as well? I mean, I can throw in a kazoo. Now you said it, Camilla. I think I think jazz swag without a kazoo is just just swar. You need <laughs> exactly. It's not enough. Did you get a cheesy joke? Yeah. Uh, how do snowmen get around? Snowmobile. I don't know. At, at the bar. No. <laughs> By riding an icicle. Oh. Oh. Right, without ado, is anyone else, thank you very much, Miller, um, is anyone else peckish for a sweet treat? Because, Always. thanks <gasps> to the ongoing magic of the Polar Jazz oh, Express yeah. and the post office, everyone has a random bag of choice Christmas sweets in their gift boxes. And that means today we are finally going to solve the hitherto eternal riddle of which is the best all-round British festive sweetie. Is it the tub of quality street? Is it the Tin of Heroes? Is it the Pack of Roses? Or is it the Box of Celebrations? And I'd like to say other brands of sweets are available, but let's be honest, that's pretty much the market in the UK at Crimble. So who's got what? I've got Hero 
Rose. Very good. Quality Street. Celebrations. Roses. Okay, so question one. Would you would you choose those or trade them if you got given those in, in ordinary in ordinary day-to-day life? I would choose these. Would you? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I would. I'd choose some of them. I just like to say I'm happy to be given anything, Chris. You know, so this means the world. I know. To well, me. can you can you even get Quality Street in the EU, Ben? I, I, do you know what? I've never tried. I mean, that could be like double the money there. You can start trading them. Also, you all have your packs, and I'll start with Lottie. Which is the uh, hero that you will always keep, and which is the hero you're going to evict? Well, evict without hesitation the ghastly cream egg nonsense because oh, they no. are just vile but they're so festive so anyone want that i'll throw it through the zoom screen at you which one are you keeping for sure um i think i'll keep the, the fudge the finger of fudge okay and i would definitely trade you for that finger of fudge no you can have the cream egg and be happy yeah all right um camilla you you you're i mean it's not the first time you've handled a packet of roses i can see <laughs> What would be what would be the absolute keeper? But uh, also, which one are you going to evict? The thing is, I actually like them all. I mean, the keeper, <laughs> I have two. Strawberry cream and the orange cream, which has now been renamed Tangy Orange Cream. Really? All of the rest of them, I would eat. It's fair enough, Camilla. You have played an extremely controversial card, though. Why? Well, you played a double. You played the strawberry and the orange, well, the tangy orange cream. But also, both of those are obviously globally understood to be the most repellent of all the roses. <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling you how it is. Oh, They're man. literally the best. All right. I, I have to say, I quite like those fruit fruit cream ones. All right, so James, you can trade with Camilla. What have you got again? You've got celebrations. I've got celebrations. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to keep uh, the Maltesers. I don't think that's controversial. That's a good I would probably... I don't really want to evict any of them. Maybe the Milky Way, because it's the, probably the least satisfying. Yeah, I, I, I get you on the Milky Way. It's like, mm. nah, I mean, I'm not six. I used to really dislike these bounties, but I've come to... I've, oh, come to, no. I've come to embrace the bounty these days. Am I allowed to eat my crunchy on microphone or will it disturb things? We'll mute you. Eat away. Um, Sorry, the I bounty can't hear you. goes. Speak uh, up. <laughs> what, what was that? Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. The, bounty is, the bounty is also known as, as a health sweet. You know, it's a superfood, the coconut. So you're not just <laughs> eating a sweetie, you're doing something good for the body. Which, of course, only leaves Ben with his packet of Quality Street, which can often be the most divisive. Well. I would be happy to donate my strawberry delight and good orange chocolate crunch. Yeah, the orange um, crunch to Camilla. They're double orange in the Quality Street these days. They're, they've they've snuck another orange one in. Fiends. And like I say, I, I'm grateful that somebody's giving me chocolate, so I would definitely eat them, and I wouldn't complain. Um, but I would make sure that there were some caramel swirls left in the packet. I'm not sure internationally it's understood what a caramel swirl is in the Quality Street setting. What's the swirl? Is it got like a... Show us. Um, oh, I've just eaten one. Yeah. There we go. There you go, listeners. Oh, they're the little toffee drop things. Oh, no, it's not. Round, round top. Oh. It's kind of a swirled pattern in chocolate and it has, yeah, caramel in the middle. Caramel swirl. Well, this is very useful. As the screen goes, we've got Camilla and Jim who seem to be strawberry orange fans and then we have the much more traditional fudge and, and caramel side with Ben and Lottie. Ultimately, though, what we have to do, and I need to be part of this, is agree on what would be the single universal jazz suite. So we've got the hero's fudge, the double presentation of two strawberry creams from the roses from Camilla. We've got James's Malteser and Ben's caramel 
swirl. Which one was, do you think is the most representative? Well, I, I would say maybe just to go off piece, my other choice would have been the Benny Green triangle. Oh. <laughs> Did not see that coming. That's a late play. Well, it is. In which case, you've trumped, you've trumped the whole crew, Ben. That is... The Watford Jazz Junction official suite of Christmas, the Quality Street Benny Green Triangle. Ka-ting! <laughs> right. Okay, I, I feel it's time for another cracker. Uh, Jim? Well, mine is kind of falling apart, so yes, it's... Um, it's absolutely sure. it is. Crack away. Ooh. 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 That's just showing off. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? One lucky listener will win an annual subscription to the 606 Jazz Club in London with access to their streamed shows and past content. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and I should like to say very very much big thank yous to the 606. So, yeah, that's a very exciting prize. And I'll tell you how to win all these at the end of the show. Now, obviously, what's more important is the joke. How did Mary and Joseph know that Jesus was £7.06 when he was born? No, I've got nothing. Anybody else? Mm -mm. They had a way in a manger. Oh. Oh. That's good. That's good. It's terrible. I've never heard that one. I love it. Okay, so a quick one before we get back to uh, more music talk. I've had a listener's letter, and it's from a Sean Blake, and he asks us to consider his order of Sean in relation to mincemeat and rich fruit Christmas goods, specifically the mince pie, the Christmas pudding, and the Christmas cake. And thus, this is the situation... Do any of you have a take on when these goods should be eaten? And specifically, Sean's order addresses the problem of Christmas Day congestion, when potentially the mince pie, the Christmas pudding and the Christmas cake can all be served. Do you have any strong feelings on when or even how they should be eaten over the Christmas period? Because Sean has provided a very neat solution. Oh, well, that's really easy. I just chuck the whole lot in the bin at 8 o'clock in the morning. It's the only place for them. Oh, 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 <laughs> uh, well, no, obviously I am being a bit naughty there. Actually, that's what the younger me would have said. I have to say I have grown up a bit. And these days I am a little bit partial to the Christmas cake, I have to admit. But yeah, the pudding and the mince pies in the bin. Uh, I disagree. Mm. I disagree entirely with everything that uh, my sister has just said. All rules are gone. You can eat whatever you like at any time mm. on Christmas Miller? Day. Mm, no, I think mince pies need to start earlier on but i'm not talking about the day just generally in the season you start with the mince pies i personally don't like christmas pudding i think it's disgusting so that would go in the bin but my uh mum's caribbean christmas cake where she soaks the fruit for a year um that's the one what What did she soak it in rum uh rum and various other alcoholic things (laughs) i'm not 100 percent sure it takes a year you must be starving by the time you get it (laughs) yeah so ben will you be foraging in in lottie and camilla's bin to get that christmas pudding out i probably would um if if i was hungry enough i i do um like all manner of christmas cake um, but I, I do think that uh, mince pies should be available all year round. That's, yeah, and that's I don't think that's I don't think that's a controversial statement at all. No. I think that's that should be heard by the lords of Kipling and Waitrose. And then and then I think when it gets to Christmas, you can have two instead of having one. So it's still something to look forward to. Okay, so here is the problem that that mm. that Sean uh, has identified that he's eaten a very big Christmas meal. And then what happens is all three of these sweet treats arrive and it's like, well, I'll have a little bite of the mince pie. I'll have a 
sickly spoon of Christmas pudding. Oh, and I've made that Christmas cake, like, you know, like Camilla's mum. This is his solution. He says you can eat the mince pies from any point in November onwards, but you must not eat them beyond mm. Christmas Eve. And the last Christmas pie should go to the big guy with the beard. He says that then clears the deck. The mince pie is gone. Then Christmas Day, he said, that's Christmas pudding day. Make no mistake, you might not enjoy it, but that's its moment. And he says the Christmas cake, it's it's got the whole rest of the season to play. It can get you can serve it on Boxing Day breakfast if you wish, but it doesn't come out on Christmas Day. It's there for the longer run and it will take you into the new year happily. And it sits wow. on the sideboard uh, just looking nice on Christmas Day. I've looked at Sean's order and, and, and it's it's sat with me well, hence why it's made it onto the podcast. I think he's he's probably done us all a favour there. Is, is Sean available to come and spend Christmas with me? He would love to. I will yeah. pass on the invitation, Ben. Um, but you will need to observe the order of the Sean. Absolutely. No, I, I need some uh, strict guidelines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so Stanta gets has got to get round all the little children before Christmas Day, and that's a lot of travelling, so he'll need a serious playlist. What tracks shall we put on Stanter's iPod? Obviously, I've already preloaded it with Been Around the World by Lisa Stansfield and Coming Home for Christmas by Chris Rear. Uh, But what else should we add on there? What do we think Santa would like to deliver to? Let's go with Ben. Well, the thing is, when Santa is getting ready for Christmas, he obviously needs to listen to rap music. Good. But then he's probably had enough of that when he's on his sleigh. So uh, possibly Santa Claus is coming to town, the Bill Evans version. Nice. From the Trio 64. This is good. Just just weave it in there. It, but the, and, and the thing is with that is he weaved it into a, a non-Christmas record. It's one of the only Christmas songs I will generally listen to any time of the year. We applaud it. Yeah. He's on the iPod. Yes. Jim. Jim, 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 Jim. Have you heard of ELP, Emerson, Lake and Palmer? Yes. Uh, oh, yes. Band. Uh, so uh, Greg Lake did a, a an anti-Christmas song as a sort of anti-commercialism. Are you trying to upset Stanta? No, I believe in Father Christmas. It was anti-commercialism. Oh, I see. And that's the one I want. It's on there. And that's going to be very heartening for Stanta. Lottie, let's go stage left. Yeah, well, it will be, I'm afraid. So this time of year, I am normally singing Messiah, Handel's Messiah, ad nauseam. And <laughs> I thought it was a bit, you know, infradig. And then having not been allowed to sing it the last last year, and in fact, I'm not singing it this year either, I discover I'm missing it. So I would actually quite like Rejoice Greatly, which is the first soprano aria. And it's, uh, it's, it's all just very energetic and exciting and joyous and fun to sing. And I really miss singing it. Oh, that's a great song. So am I allowed that? It's not jazzy. Sorry. We'll have it. It's on there. We'll, we'll add a bonus track on as well, Lottie, for We Like Reindeer. Okay, Camilla, <laughs> there's space on the iPod for more. What does Stanton need that he doesn't know he's going to get? Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to go cheese. I'm sorry, but I definitely grew up loving Mariah. And I still love that song. <laughs> I know everyone's just like, I'm gonna I'm gonna top myself when it comes on, but I'm still one of those fellows that's like So all I want for Christmas. Yeah. Carey. It's on there, and I think that's a neat round off. I mean I had a way in a manger as a backup. Oh, so sweetie. Just because it's the only one that the only carol that guarantees to make me feel like I'm about three. Um we've loaded a good iPod. Um now 
Now, 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 kids. If you look in your boxes, what do you find that looks a little like that? Chris holds up what can only be described as a kazoo. Mine's pink. No, Ben. Ben, that's a sweetie. <laughs> yeah, find your kazoo, son. Find your kazoo. Oh, there we You're go. You're doing ever so go. well. Uh-oh. Uh <laughs> How are you supposed to do it? Which end? Uh, you go in the thick end. Oh, okay. Well, that's why I you, went wrong. You sing into it. <laughs> so, Ben... Can you remind the listeners of what your track that you chose for Santa's iPod was? Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Please, let's let's hear your your kazoo version. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Not bad. Not bad at all. I think that's how Bill Evans played it, anyway. Yeah, well, it's better, better in some <laughs> in some circles. Oh, um, Jim, what can you do? All uh, right, this is I believe in Father Christmas, as played by Jim Newson. <laughs> Are you now re regretting Handel, Lottie? I think we should skip to Camilla. Yeah, if you could do the full orchestral setting, we're here to help you. Magnificent. That's on the autograph manuscript, actually, that he wanted it on Kazoo. <laughs> I think it was a little bit longer than that, though, Lottie. I, I think we're doing the whole version of it. <laughs> Do you want the middle section? I don't want the whole thing. <laughs> I'll give you the dark arpo later. Perfect. Appreciate it. Oh, I love it. All right, Camilla, we're ready for you. <laughs> Okay, strong performance, strong performances. I mean, I can't, I can't possibly compare those. So you all get the full 10 points. Uh, but what I would like you to do is join me in one little verse of Away in a Manger. <clears throat> The assembled kazoo choir of the Watford Jazz Junction. Okay, who hasn't pulled a cracker yet? Ben. Yeah. Can we see your? Can we His see it first? This cracker's amazing. There we go. Look at oh that. Oh my god! It's unbelievable. Yeah. Is that? Well, is, did you really make that, or have you just had that hiding out the back and you've just? That's unbelievable. It looks like a cracker. <laughs> it does look like one, doesn't it? I had somebody made it uh, this one earlier <laughs> um, for me. Uh, here we go. Oh, oh, oh didn't no. make a noise. No, no, it still didn't make a noise. Man. No. 
and the joke has fallen on the floor. Oh. But we, we're doing the lucky listener, are we? We are first? doing our lucky listener. What, what prize have you got? Okay, it says, whoop. One lucky listener will win two tickets to see a jazz show promoted Ooh. by Sirius, the organisers of the EFG London Jazz Festival, in 2022. Ooh, it's a big prize. It's a big prize. Mm. It is a very big prize. Oh, well, thank you, Sirius. And Fantastic. Now, Ben, obviously, do you have a joke? Yeah, there's, I see there's a few jokes Ooh. in here. <laughs> oh, um, are there? <laughs> um, what do you call a blind reindeer? No idea. No idea. No oh. idea. Yeah, there you go. They've just adapted that, <laughs> that one, haven't they? Was that really uh, the joke? That is, I'm afraid. But there's, there's also, oh, hang on, there's, an, there's another one. Uh, what do you call a bass clarinet player with a red nose? I don't know. What do you call a bass clarinet player with a red nose? Eric Rudolphy. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. Um, and which trombone player is the quietest at playing Christmas carols? Yeah. I don't know. Mark Silent Nightingale. Okay, right, we're moving on very, very no, guys, quickly. I've got a hundred more. I've got I'm a hundred. I'm so sorry, listeners. I'm so oh. sorry about what's happening here. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone out of gone out of control. So we're moving on to a section that I call Christmas tradition. Christmas tradition. Christmas traditions. What you gotta do? Christmas traditions with Lottie and Camilla and Ben and Chinsu. Camilla's Winter Palace until... Right. Well, obviously the rum-soaked Christmas cake. Don't eat. So it's not going to be Christmas. Yep. It used to be Bailey's, but I've kind of grown up a little bit now. Never. And I find that a bit sickly. Oh. I know. So I'm sorry. I'm, it's got to be um, a Ray and Nephews with um, some ginger beer on the side. We've got it. There we go. Oh, we're coming over. <laughs> Lottie, my question to you is it never feels like holidays at Lottie's Christmas Castle until... Well, I could continue the drink theme and say I'd rather like a sweet sherry on Christmas morning, which makes me 406 years old, I know. Correct. But <laughs> there is something about it. <laughs> Um, or otherwise, I was just going to say my party because I have a Christmas party every year, and that's what gets me like right now we're there. Are you doing your party in your house, or are you doing it online? Or I'm doing it on Zoom. Last year I did it on Zoom for the first time because it seemed desperate not to have. This is a party I do every year, and it's so much fun. And everyone turns up and sings and plays and makes each other laugh. And I write a stupid song that's taking the Mickey out of something in oh. the current situation. So. Um, Anyway, yeah, we did it on Zoom and it was a big success. So, yes, we're doing it on Zoom again in a couple of weeks' time. Mm. Uh, hopefully next year it'll be back in real life. But right mm. now, 50 people in my sitting room feels a bit... Yeah, less dodge. chance to do snogging if you're all if you're all on Zoom, right? Yeah. But more chance to really drink in secret to oblivion. Yes, I've been able to pack away a surprising <laughs> amount of alcohol via Zoom. Ben, my question to you. It never feels like Christmas at Ben's secret grotto until... My, my secret grotto. Um... <laughs> Well, for me, it's it's not so much eating or or drinking. It's with my family that I grew up with. It was never Christmas until we were all actually rolling around on the floor with laughter. Mm. Every single Christmas, there would be one moment where we'd find something quite funny. And then my brother, 
who's got the most infectious laugh in the world. He'd find it funny and then we'd kind of laugh at him and it would just it would just escalate to the point where one one year I was begging myself to stop laughing. I was on the floor and I, I actually couldn't breathe for about three minutes because I was laughing you so much. You were coaching yourself through it, going, Ben, you must stop. Come on, come on, Ben, you can come through this. You can get through this. You can get through it. And and it just it just seemed to happen at Christmas time every year. Same people yeah. just happened to be the the day maybe we relaxed a lot and because um, the rest the rest of the year we're all deadly serious. Of course. Um, yeah. Getting that impression. But, uh, but, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Christmas Day, a laugh. Fest. We're loving it. Right, Jim. It's never quite Christmas at Jim's Elven Workshop until I've got it written down here somewhere. <laughs> Your Christmas spreadsheet. Forgive me. Blast it. Forgive me. Um, uh, So, Chris, Chris Lott, you'll know this one. Um, Pork pie for breakfast on Christmas Day. It's it's weird. It's weird. It's something we've always done as a family, uh, ever since as soon as long as I can ever remember. When I was sort of teeny tiny, we had pork pie at breakfast time on Christmas Day. The only time ever. And if it's if it doesn't come out, it's not Christmas Day. You know what? That would that would I think Pork throw, pie and chutney. That would throw Sean Blake with his order of the order of Sean because his problem is you've eaten too much. If you start the day off with a wedge of pork pie and then you eat you have have a, Christmas meal, you have a little sliver, then, can't you? Near sliver, but you're not going to do it. Do you want to hear my um, really underwhelming celebrity story involving chutney? Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I once sold Rick Waitman a jar of chutney at a Christmas market. My God, and that's it. Wh- that's Whoa. the story. Which, oh. <laughs> and it's it's on brand with the the prog as well. So what did he go for? Like a pick a lily, uh, a beet tree. It, it what, was, what, yeah, what I think did, I think it actually he probably did get two jars. He got a pick a lily and a red onion marmalade. Ooh. Well, he was. Nice. Having it was fun. very funny. It was a, it was a very busy market. People were very loud. There's lots of things. And this caped crusader, and he wasn't really caped, but he came up to the table, and there was this hush befell the 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 tent. And everyone's like. Ooh. And he said, well, Jarvet and a Jarvet. Thank you very much. £10, please, Rick. And off he went. And that was it. Marvellous. Oh, did, you, did you upcharge him? £10 sounds a lot for two jars of Piccadilly. Yeah, it does, actually. I think I might, it might have been something else. There, well, so. <laughs> um, whilst, whilst you have the conch, uh, Jim, do you want to give a, a wedding confession about what your wedding cake was? Yes, that was a pork pie as well. <laughs> pork pie wedding. My wedding cake was a pork pie. A, a triple-decker pork pie. You wow. need say no more. It was good. It was good. I'd forgotten. Was anyone else involved in the marriage or was it just you? <laughs> 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 um, all right. Who's got a cracker left? It must be Lottie. Well, you call it a cracker. Oh, go on. I've got that left. Oh, my God. That's, you haven't even... Hasn't even... I've tried. Look, if I, if I hold it... That's it better. Like Do that. Now, okay. self-pull it. <laughs> Yay! Oh, oh yeah. that was really actually, good. That, that actually went... What have you got? What have okay. you got? What swag? Woo! It says, <laughs> one lucky listener will win two tickets to see Tony Kofi. Have I said that right? Yes. Play the music of Cannonball Adderley in Watford mm. on the 12th of February 2022. It's what Yay. I would describe as the star prize. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just hang on to that then, shall I? Yeah. I'll tell you what, because it's <laughs> Christmas, I'm going to throw in two glasses of champagne as well. Fuck. Ooh. Giddy, giddy with myself. Okay, um, Lottie, tell me, do you have a joke in your cracker? 
How do you know if Santa's been in your garden shed? There's no ho ho He's ho. Taken your ho ho ho. Oh, you're on the right lines. Yeah. Uh... You've got three extra hoes. Oh, uh... oh yeah, because he would give, wouldn't he? He wouldn't remove. Um, so it's been a funny old year, uh, but live music has returned. Hurrah! What I want to know from each of you is what your favourite gig of 2021 has been, whether it was one you played or one you heard. Who, who's enjoyed playing? Or I, or I can tell you what my favourite ones are if you want first, while you have a think. Yeah, what have you enjoyed? Well, now you ask. So my, my first gig out of lockdown, um, I went uh, with Pellin to hear Vanessa Haynes doing Aretha Franklin at Ronnie Scott's. And it was just wicked because everyone's just so happy to be there. And Vanessa Haynes is double awesome. I saw Rob Luft playing in the windy summer dusk of snake moltings in the middle of summer. Emma Smith obviously did an amazing show for the Watford Jazz Junction on YouTube. Uh, we had our first live show as well in Watford with Chrisingham. And then last month at the, wind, at the, uh, at the London Jazz Festival, um, I heard some amazing gigs. And I had uh, Charles Lloyd, Cecile McLaurin Savant, Samuel Sharp, Zakir Hussein. But, 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 but... I have really thought about this and I'm going to go for a gig I saw in deepest, darkest Hackney uh, at a community centre in Dalston about three months ago. And it was by uh, the Clod Ensemble. And you know when you just go along to something, you just no idea what it was. I just thought tagging along, go, oh yeah, I'll come along. And it was fabulous. It was like a string quartet with a DJ and all this fantastic lighting. And I just sat there mesmerised, literally, for 70 minutes, which, by the way, is the perfect length for any piece of musical art. And... I, you know, I could talk about it forever. I won't do it now, but maybe I'll revisit it another time and explain it. But that was my favourite. Jim? Well, the only gig I've been to this year is uh, the Chris Ingham Quartet in Watford. Oh, uh, the, lucky you. The Jazz of Dudley Moore. And yeah. that tree. So, um, that was very good. It was, it was, it was a lovely thing. Um, but see, I have had nothing else to sort of compare against. You so haven't it watched could any be online awful. gigs? Could we? Um... Oh, actually, no, actually, I have. Mm. Uh, I've seen a few online uh, performances. Um, but they they don't really sort of uh, have the same sort of feeling because you weren't in a room with other people mm. and it wasn't sort of live and happening in front of you on a stage. What you're saying is that live stream of Iron Maiden pales into insignificance when compared with the Jazz of Dudley Moore at the Pump House Theatre in Watford. I guess I am. So well, I'll take it. <laughs> Camilla, what's been your musical highlight of the year? Either something you've listened to or somewhere you played. Love to know. Uh, can I choose two? Yeah, I chose about ten. <laughs> um, the first one, um, I think, was we did um, the South by Southwest um, showcase for Jazz Refreshed. And that was at Abbey Road. I'd never even been to Abbey Road before, so that was quite cool. Um, and it was just really nice because obviously it was the first, I think it was the first thing that we did together as a band playing the music that we'd worked on during lockdown. So that was really, really cool. Um, and my second one, um, we went to Sweden a couple of weeks ago nice. to play at the Stockholm Jazz Fest and we played at one of my favourite clubs, Fashing. Um, I like fashion mainly because the food and wine is very good and also the, the music is, is good there too. Um, but we were playing a uh, double gig with uh, one of my favourite saxophone players um, from New York, Melissa Aldana. So I basically got to see that gig for free. So that was... Nice. Yeah, and uh, you're so in Sweden. 
Amazing. I was in Sweden. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's cool as well. And it's just nice with that that creaking crank of getting back to normal and traveling and hearing music and mm. stuff. Right, Lottie. Yeah. Well, when you asked me what was my favorite gig. I did. I only played, played, sang one gig this year. So that was a bit sad. Uh, so I've stretched the rules and thought about music that I've talked about instead because I do a lot of classes talking about music. And I've done 60 or 70 this year. And I thought, actually, Darius Mio, he's again, he's French. This wasn't intentional, I've just realised, but he was very much a devotee of Satie. Where? We, we listened to his Scaramouche suite. And he's so influenced by jazz. He went to well, in the 20s, I think. <laughs> and um, also Brazilian rhythms. He spent some time in Brazil. And so you end up with this most amazing, exciting, energetic piece. And he did arrange it. it was, he wrote it originally for piano duet, but he did arrange yeah. it for clarinet and orchestra for Benny Goodman. So I thought you'd probably approve of that as well. And it's just so joyous and happy. We do. You're Thank welcome. you very much. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, do the Ben Castle. See what you've done there. It's a smooth link if ever I heard one. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. I um, haven't been to see a single gig. Okay, well, thank you all so much for joining us on the... (laughs) (laughs) It's taken a little bit... I I live in Dublin, and it's taken a little bit longer here for things to get back to normal. And I also have a a two-year-old daughter. How lovely. um, So that also uh, takes up some of my evenings. But I had the great pleasure of coming over to the to the uk my first gig back was in dublin with villagers okay yeah fantastic band and then and then my first gigs back in the uk were with gregory porter mic drop Um, so there we go take that gang so that was that was um great fun i used to play with gregory in his early days before he could afford to bring the americans everywhere with him and i've always been a, a huge fan and you, you can't really experience Gregory until you've heard him yeah. close up because you just feel the absolute force of of his voice. And it's un- absolutely unreal. And so it was it was a real treat to be uh, back on stage with him after all this time. And Troy Miller, who's one of my very best friends, he was conducting. He'd done all the arrangements for the uh, for the strings and. So it was uh, Chris Storr, very good friend on trumpet, and Trevor Myers on on trombone. So it was just it was it was just lovely to see so many lovely people and to hear such amazing music. So I I, I felt like with that gig that I was watching it, and every now and then I'd play a pop on a baritone sax. That was a huge highlight for me. Yeah, it's so great to hear about all those um, connections of playing live again. And I don't know, just just being together with your colleagues. Anyway, Ben, we love Gregory Porter too. Oh, yeah. So I thought I would give you some uh, a couple of festive jazz updates. First of all, uh, the 606 Club in London, who've kindly donated that lovely prize. They've got Tony Kofi uh, doing a Christmas gig on the 22nd of December. And then they've got their traditional Christmas jam on the 23rd with Samara and special guests. And then if you still want more at the 606, on the 31st, Mary Pierce is leading their legendary New Year celebration with a collective of eight world-class musicians performing their infectious blend of dance, inducing R&B, Latin and jazz. And also, Ray Gelato, our fabulous musical director today, uh, will be playing with his giants at Pizza Express on Dean Street on New Year's Eve. But I have a sneaky suspicion that'll be sold out, so you may want to give them a call to see if there's a waiting list. All very exciting. Um, does anyone else have anything to promote? Should we go around the tables? What should be watching, listening? How can I hear more Camilla, Ben, Lottie and Jim? Lottie, you talked of music appreciation. 
I did, yes. Well, that's something that um, that is available to anybody wherever they are around the world because I run this all online via Zoom and I do five different um, classes, at, at sessions a month, so a different piece in each one. And uh, I just take, take you through a different piece of music, talk to you about it, tell you how to listen to it, what to look out for. And they're different, aimed at different... Um, sort of levels of experience so it's, there are some that are really suitable for people that just want a way into classical music and some of them are uh, also uh, appealing to people that feel quite comfortable talking about it already and um, they're all very informal and love to see people you can see details of it on my website which is um, charlottenewstead.co.uk Kazoom! But I do actually have a gig as well next year so well I've got three now so I'm excited I'm going to start singing I mean you're overbuilding your part Lottie but what, what's the best of the three gigs? Well, the first of the gigs, which is most exciting because I haven't sung for so flipping long, um, I've got the, the Strauss Four Last Songs in January in Bristol at St George's, so I'm really excited about that. It's about my favourite piece of all time. And we time. can find out more details of that. You can look website. at the St George's right. website for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Ben? Uh, I don't have a single gig coming up, so so go to somebody else's gig. There, there we go. That's, that's all I can ask. But watch this space for um, a couple of releases coming up. One EP that I recorded 18 years ago, uh, I've just finished, and an album that I recorded 10 years ago with my band, nice. The Tombola Theory. I just get a little bit sidetracked doing doing other things and forget to release. <laughs> I mean, my 10 own years records. is pretty <laughs> impressive, though, Ben. Yeah, well, uh, 18 is uh, it's it's old it's old enough to buy its own pint. <laughs> can it vote, please? Can it vote? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, when you hear it, you might you might think it should be banned from voting. So yes, I'm very excited to get those out, and amazingly, I, I actually still like them. So it reminds me of a of a time when I was very happy playing with some really great musicians. So uh, yeah, watch this space. Woo woo. Kazoom. Kazoom. <laughs> Uh, Jim, if you have any sort of interest at all in watching any of the videos that I I make, they're very easy to find. It just goes to www.youtube.com/jimnewstead. What will we find there? Videos of me listening to and discovering and sharing music that has been suggested to me, stuff that I found, and sort of just connecting with this sort of audience around the world. It's great. It's just really joyous. It's lovely. It's. Uh, what was that? I, I was just fiddling with, with this and it, it it went off in my hands. I didn't even pull it. I'm sorry, I, I wasn't trying to take any attention away from you. It just happened. Ben, that's cheap. You've had your turn. I know. I feel really bad. It's not the sort of thing I would do. I was just fidgeting. And, and sometimes when you fidget, things blow up in your hands. Yeah. So uh, f- forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive, forgive me. Forgive me. <laughs> oh, Jim. Uh, Camilla, last but certainly not least, what, 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 what things are there happening in your near future? So the last gig of the year for my band, um, it's not actually in this country, but fingers crossed we actually managed to get there um, because it has been postponed for about 50 million times. But I'm really excited that we're Oi. supporting Femi Kuti. Um in Belgium at wow. this venue called Het Depot. Um, so hopefully that will happen. And then in 2022, I think the gig I'm most excited about, we're playing at the Roundhouse uh, with jazz, uh, a festival that Jazz Refreshed has put on at the Roundhouse on the 21st of January. I love that venue. Awesome. We yeah. will be queuing up. Kazoom for you too. <laughs> All right, so 
As the train pulls to a halt here at Jasmus, we're all jumping off to visit Ronnie Scott's to go for another enormous jazz lunch. Um, a huge thank you to Camilla George, <coughs> Lottie Newstead, <coughs> Ben Castle, <laughs> and Jim Newstead. <laughs> oh, don't don't build your roles. Um, a big thanks to all our festive friends at the 606 Club. To Sirius for your amazing gift. Remember, there were prizes given away, and if you want to win one of them, just email jazzwatfordlive at gmail.com with the title Festive Swag, and you will automatically be entered into our prize draw that closes on the 6th of January 2022, and four people will each win one of those prizes. There are no cash alternatives, no travel is included, sadly, and it's only one entry per email address. Good luck! And that just leaves us all to say happy Hanukkahs, happy Christmases. And no matter how you spend your holidays this month, may they be peaceful and filled with much jazz and joy. Right, should we, uh, should we play out our, our podcast with something delightful? <laughs> Jingle bells?